hearts and our minds, God. First, we just say thank you. Thank you for allowing us to rise up on this morning and yet have a mind to, to come into the house, Lord, and to come to worship and to receive a word from you, God. Lord, we thank you for our brothers and sisters, Lord, that have joined us this morning. And Lord, we pray for even those that are home, ill in their bodies, God, because we know that you're a healer. You're a strength. You're our help and our strength, our deliverer. And we just give you praise right now. Lord, and we cancel all the works of the adversary that would kind of come in any way. Lord, to slow us down from doing the work that you've given us to do, God, in our jobs, in our homes, in our community, Lord, and in our church, Lord, as we lift up your name. So we thank you right now, Lord, and we give you praise this morning for what you've already done throughout this week, keeping us, God, and strengthening us. Lord, speaking to our hearts and our minds, Lord, and even in our private and personal devotion time, God. We just thank you right now, Lord, and we, we give ear unto your word right now, Lord. Lord, I cancel every distraction right now in the name of Jesus that we can hear what your spirit is saying unto the church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We'll go ahead and release our children. Amen to their class. Amen. It's always good to be in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Just thank God. Thank you. So how are we doing this morning? Good to see Tiffany. Good morning, morning, morning. Amen. Glad to be here. Amen. Lifting up the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Been a good week. Amen. I missed being here on last week, but the Lord allowed me to rise up. Amen. And come into the house on today. Amen. Mrs. wasn't feeling too good, so I told her to stay home. You know, just continue to pray for her and all those that are absent on today. But we are here. Amen. Amen. Just tell, tell somebody next to you, good to see you. In the house of the Lord. Amen. It's definitely good to be here. Amen. And this morning, amen, you know, we're going to try and do the final installation Final installment on the message I've been working on, amen, recognizing the kingdom of God. Right. You know, because truly, we've covered a lot of ground. Uh-huh. You know, but the more I look into scripture and the more I dig, amen, the more I say, wow. You know, Jesus liked to talk about the kingdom. Yeah. And he, he liked to point out the kingdom of God to, in so many ways, amen. And, you know, as I've said before, it's my, my goal and desire that, you know, we would get to a place where we, we see the kingdom everywhere. Amen? If we're reading, studying, praying, whatever the case might be, you know, hearing songs, we'll, we'll, we'll see that, that that looks like the kingdom. That sounds like kingdom. Amen? To align our spirits, amen, you know, to hear what the, what the Spirit of God is constantly saying to us. Amen? Even in our, like I was, even as I prayed in our personal time and devotions, you know, that's right. Now we have, I thank God for the message that Pastor Linda brought on last week. Amen. Well, y'all remember what it was? What was the message? I'm going to give y'all a minute. Amen. Mm-hmm. Believe God what? what? What was she talking about? The kingdom has a king, but there was one thing she said was emphasizing about that king and the kingdom. All right, there it is right there. That's you see, I, I, there's certain things I want us to grab, okay? And I'm, I'm going to dig until I get it. The power belongs to God. All power. Remember how Jesus told him, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Amen. See, who wants to serve a powerless God? All right. All right. Come on. Right? You see, we got to understand when we talk about kingdom and his sovereignty and his power, amen, his word is law. His word is authority. His word, you know how it says in Genesis, he spoke the word and what? Amen. He said, let there be and it was. He didn't have to confer with nobody. 
You know, Sierra, I, I think about, you know, another crown, amen. I know we just lost the, the queen in, of England, amen, but there's a new king. Uh-huh. It's the first time they had a king in over 70 years because she reigned that long. But they have a king now. But that king doesn't really have that much power. Right. You know, he's got to listen to the House of Commons, and, and they make the rules and the laws. He's more of a figurehead than anything else. But the God that we serve is not that kind of king. He's the king that sits on his throne. He's the king that wields all power and authority over his kingdom. He doesn't have to confer with the House of Commons. He doesn't have to confer with you or I. What he says is what? Law. He says it, and that's it. He don't need nobody else to agree. You see, he's God all by himself. See, so when we're talking about God, I just I had to get, go back to that for a minute. You've got to remember that all power power belongs to God. Amen. So when you need some power in your life, who are you going to call? Not the Ghostbusters. Right? You're going to call Jesus because he sits on the seat of power and authority. Good to see you. Amen. It's good to be in a kingdom where we have a king that's not afraid to do what he needs to do. Amen. And as I, I'm, I'm looking at this whole thing of understanding and recognizing his kingdom, amen, it just, you know, it just, again, just impressing upon us. But, you know, I got a, a new analogy for you today. I know we talked about, y'all got the one, with, you know, the new car went down, right? You, know, you see a new car, you get you a new car, and you see them everywhere. Amen. I, and, you know, like I said, I want us to see the kingdom of God everywhere when we're reading the scripture. Amen, you know, but this other one here, you, you ever speak to a child, give them something to eat, and you ask them what it tastes like? You know, no matter what kind of meat you give them, it all tastes like what? There you go. Tastes like chicken. Tastes like chicken. You know, because chicken is one of them things, you know, that, that you know, it's, it's easy to identify. Everybody like chicken, just about. We know that's one of Pastor Linda's favorite things, you know, no matter what, she's going to get the chicken. Chicken, 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 chicken. Amen. You know, and so when you, you think about, you know, it tastes just like chicken, you thought, what do frog legs taste like? Chicken. See? <laughs> everything, everything tastes like chicken. So that's, that's, the, that's our, our baseline. That's, that's our measuring stick. That's where we see everything from it. You know, because I, when I was looking at this and preparing for this message over the week, I'm thinking, Lord, I'm looking at it, and I kept hearing Jesus say over and over and over again, the kingdom of God is like. Right? The kingdom of God is like. But he didn't say chicken. Thank goodness. You know, so, so when we look at this thing, amen, if we dig in it, amen, and we see it, it's, it's, it's more than chicken, yeah. amen, because over and over again, as he spoke to them constantly in parables, you know, and, and as he addressed it, we're going to look at several of them today, we're going to go into the book of Matthew mostly, amen, but I want to start off, you know, just, just, you know, one of the places that he was, he was dealing with them in the book of John, where he had a conversation with one of, the, one of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. Uh-huh. You know, and he said some things to Nicodemus because Nicodemus came to him by night and he told him, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher that comes from God because no man can do these miracles you do except God be with him. Uh-huh. You know, and Jesus already knew where he was going with this. You know, so but they had the conversation and, and as they were talking, you know, Jesus said these words in John 3, 3 to, to 5. He said, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, or truly, truly, surely, surely, whatever, however you want to put it. I say unto thee, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Can't see it. And that word see there means to know, to perceive, to understand it. Amen. Not just with your eyes, but amen, in your heart, in your spirit. So he said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now look at Nicodemus in verse 4. Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Now, obviously, Nicodemus is talking from the carnal standpoint. Amen. Meaning that what Jesus just said to him just went over his head. 
Amen. He, he didn't catch it because he wasn't in that spiritual mindset yet. But then Jesus' response to him takes it a little deeper. Amen. In verse 5, Jesus said, answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, first he said he won't be able to see it. In other words, understand it, perceive it. It won't make sense to him. Amen. But then he takes it another step further, except he's born of water and spirit. Amen. He cannot enter into. That means to step into those things. See, first of all, you got to have some understanding before you get in it. But he's letting him know, okay, you need, in other words, he's letting him know you need to be born again and you need to be filled with the Spirit. Amen. Because, see, that's, that's the born of the water and of the Spirit. You need to be filled with the Spirit in order to really operate in the kingdom, to flow in the kingdom, function in the kingdom. In other words, without those two things, you obviously can't recognize the kingdom of God at all. Amen. You may know, you know, the Bible, but you don't see this kingdom thing. This kingdom thing just don't fit. You know, we, we hear about the salvation. Thank God for salvation. Amen. Because that's the only way we're going to get into the kingdom is to start by giving our lives to Christ and yielding our lives completely over to him. Amen. It's a daily journey. It's a weekly journey. It's a monthly journey. It's a lifelong journey. You know, there's no, no, no getting, getting off, you know, if you want to operate in the kingdom of God, if you want to really be where he wants to be. But I looked at these parables, amen. Jesus constantly taught them in parables, amen. And he really laid it on thick in the 13th chapter of Matthew. I mean, he just, he went all out. And in these parables, each one of these parables, and I'm sure many of us have heard a lot of these parables before, amen, if not all. Amen. But when I really begin to look at these parables, all he's talking about is the kingdom of God, how it functions, how it operates. He's just not talking about their crops. He's talking about the kingdom. He's just not talking about fish. He's talking about the kingdom. He's making comparisons, amen, so that they can grab hold of what it is that he's saying. I mean, he talked about mustard seed. He talks about leaven. He talks about treasure in the field. He talks about finding a pearl. I mean, he, he, he talks about all these different areas, but it's all pointing back to the one thing. The kingdom of God is like. <laughs> all right? All right? Amen. The kingdom of God is like. So, you, you know, so when we look at these things and we, we begin to dig into them, it begins to expand our horizon a little bit. Let's go to Matthew 13 and 3, where he started off at the first one. He began to talk about you know, he was <clears throat> set down to do a little teaching and he said, and he spake many things unto them in parables saying, behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seed fell on the wayside and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony ground where they had not much earth and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when, he, when the sun was up, they were scorched. Things got hot. Right? And because they had no root, they withered away and some fell among thorns. And the thorns sprung up and choked them, but others fell on into good ground. Say good ground. Are you good ground? I think I'm good ground too. Amen. So it fell on good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirty. Oh, and he said, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. You know, so he went on with these parables, but then when he got back into the house, it says he went into the house and his disciples came and asked him to expound upon that particular parable for them, help them understand it. You know, so as he was doing that, we'll get to that here in a minute. But then he dropped, I, I look at verse number 10, you know, where, where it says, And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? And he answered and said unto them, now listen, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it is not given. See, God is revealed, as we touched on, you know, a week before last, you know, he reveals himself to whom he reveals himself. 
Amen. And we saw clearly in Romans, amen, how that he had blinded the eyes of the Jews so they could not hear, they could not receive these things that make sense to them. But there was a, a remnant it talked about that he revealed it to. And, his, that, and the disciples were a part of that remnant that he was revealing it to. But he said, it's not for them to know yet because, you know, Jesus already saw the handwriting that was on the wall. Being God, he knows the end from the beginning. You know, and he already had a plan to engraft you and I as Gentiles into his kingdom. But if the Jews would have really grabbed hold of the word first and not rejected it, it may not have allowed us to come in. And what did we find on last week? It was because of their fall that we were able to rise. It's because of their rejection we were able to be accepted. So this is what he, he's referring to as he's telling, telling these things. And then he goes on and dropping down to verse 18. He says, hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, I mean, he still see his, his conversation is all about not himself, but it's all about the kingdom. And he said, and understandeth it not when he, then cometh the wicked one and catches away that which is sown in his heart. This is he that receiveth the seed by the wayside, but he that receiveth the seed into stony places, the same is he that receiveth the word and anon with joy received it. Yet he hath not root in himself. Now this is talking about the general, us. Amen. No root, no depth. Amen. When the word is coming, amen. But he said, you know, no, no root in himself and, and durst for a while. In other words, he, he lasts for a while. You know, we see people come, they hang out for a while. They hang in there for a while, but after a while they're gone, right? And that's, that's not, you know, what we want to see. But he said, hang on here for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by he is offended. You ever see anybody offended because of the word? Mm -hmm. Ready to quit when trouble come? I didn't sign up for this. Yes, you did. You just didn't know it. Because he said, if you live godly, you're going to suffer persecution. Right? But he said, you know, when, when the trouble came, you know, they were gone. And that's, that's not, again, you know, and I think it might be some of us in here that went, but then what came back, right? Hallelujah. I ain't going to call you out, but amen. And in tw verse 22, amen, he goes on, he, he also that receiveth the seed among thorns is he that heareth the word and the cares, the care, the care of this world. Mm. And the deceitfulness, the deceitfulness of riches. Anybody been there? Choked the word. Huh? Choked it out of them. Because their eyes set on something else. The cares of the world and the deceitfulness. Amen. And the word became what? It becomes unfruitful. Why? God ain't do, moving fast enough. I got to do it on my own. But he that receiveth the seed into good ground is he that heareth the word, and this next part is very important, and understandeth it. See, if we don't get an understanding, that's why you know I try as much as I can to understand the word. Amen. And I, I'm trying to help everybody I can under, get an understanding of the word. Because see, an understanding will help you. But understanding will keep you. The word tells us, amen, with all that getting, get understanding. Amen. Because that's what's going to keep us. You know, when, when, even when we don't understand what's going on, we understand the word say this was going to happen. Trouble was going to come. So we're not easily shaken. Amen. Right? He said, he said, with understand, understanding this, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some hundredfold and some 60 and some 30. Amen. But we got to get that word in us. We got to get that understanding in us, you know, because, you know, like I started off, we want to be good ground. We don't want the word choked out. We don't want the sun it to be burnt out. Amen. We dry it up in us. Amen. But we want that word to continue to be fruitful. Amen. Because why? We're, we're a kingdom people, right? Striving to, to operate. Amen. So our understanding of the word is the most important thing that we can grab hold of. You know, we can learn and we can dig into a whole lot of things. 
But if we don't get the understanding of the word, our very existence is short-lived. All that we might accomplish in this life, amen, and in this world, amen, is going to perish. But if we grab hold of this and get to a place where we can operate in the kingdom of God, amen, now we're set up for an eternity. You know, I was talking to Pastor Linda yesterday about, you know, eternity. And I was, I was saying, you know, it's, it's, it's in eternity. We won't even, you know, because I, I, was, we was listen, I was listening to a song on, on, on the radio. And it's talking about, you know, the times, you know, when 10,000 years had passed. You know, we still, you know, have no less days. Y'all know the song, right? Yeah. Amen. To sing his praise. Then when we first begun. Huh? I see some of the older folk there. Yeah, we know that. Amen. You know, so so it's talking about ten. But see, in in, in eternity, you won't need no calendar. In eternity, you won't need no clock, no time. You know, it's eternal. So what's the measure? You know, there's no measure. You know, one of the other things I was talking to her about, and this might hit some of y'all, amen, is, is we were, I was thinking about, this was a, a week or so ago, and I was thinking about saying, I wonder, you know, I said, I'm going to have to do some research because I, I don't see it in Scripture, but wouldn't there be babies in heaven? And when I say heaven, I'm talking about the new heaven and new earth that comes down and that we, you know, we're operating in the kingdom of God. But there, if, if you're an eternal being, you know, because I, you know, I was thinking about how the God told Adam and Eve to do what? Be fruitful and multiply. Why? To what? Replenish the earth. But if ain't nobody dying, things that make you go, hmm. Think about that one for a minute. But let me move on. I just thought I'd drop that on you just to mess you up a little bit. Because I don't know. I haven't looked into it. I, I, I don't know. But it's, it's one of them, one of those thoughts. See, those kind of thoughts run through my head. Did anybody else have those kind of thoughts? Okay, I'm not the only one. Thank God. Amen. But then we look at the parable of the, the wheat and the tares. Amen. And, and the dropping in, we're still in Matthew 13, verse 24 to 30. And he, he says, you know, and he starts off in another parable put he forth unto them, saying, the kingdom of God, or the kingdom of heaven, is like unto, there is that like again, a man which soweth good seed in his field. But while he slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat. In other words, weeds, you know, among the wheat. And he went and went his way, but when the blade was sprung up, and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. Now you got the wheat and the tare growing in the same field. The one that's going to produce and the one that just takes up space. Takes up nutrients. Takes the water from the real thing. You know, and, and so we, we, we look at it, you know, and he said, and, and so the servants of the householder came and, and said unto him, Sir, did us not Thou so good seed in thy field, from whence cometh it tares? Hath it tares? Where, where, where is this coming from? Right? Amen. And, and he said unto them, and it hath done this. The servant said unto him, Will thou that we go, now pay attention to this, and gather them up? But he said, Nay. You know, when you got, you know, different struggles going on in your life or things going on in the church and we 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 looking at this one or that one amen and but he said no lest while you gather up the tares you root up also the wheat with them in other words leave them alone but they start up trouble leave them alone they're a problem child leave them alone right he said what because if you go messing with them you might mess up the good stuff, right? But he said, let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I, I will say to the reapers, gather ye together first the tares and bind them in bundles and burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. He's talking about the kingdom. 
Because he just, he just put in a little parable, amen, the end times, when, when the disobedient and the unbelieving are going to, the terror are going to be gathered up and burned, amen, but the weak, the good are going to be put into his barn, amen, into his kingdom, amen, to, to abide with him. See, so I can say he's, talk, he's not just talking about plants here. He's talking about his kingdom. He's trying to help us to see, help them, amen, to see and us, amen, how his kingdom operates in so many ways. You know, I, I think back, I, I, I preached a message on these tares and the wheat before, amen, and if, you're, if you know your plant, you can look, just like his, his, his workers look, they could see the difference between the wheat and the tares. Amen. Because as the wheat is growing up, amen, the, the stalk or the, the, the leaf of the wheat, the wheat bows down. It's bent over. But the tear sticks straight up. In other words, and I, and I like that because it say, you know, the good seed knows how to be humble. <laughs> but the other one's exalting itself. Watch out now. You know, so, so we look at that, amen, uh, which one are you, a weed or a tear? Someone's still thinking about it. Which one you want to be? Because it's up to you, right? I mean, he's telling us what we need to do, but when it comes down to it, what? It's up to us to grab hold. You know, so we look at it, amen, and we say, okay, there's good seed, and there's not so good seed. There's tares, amen, that come, amen, to try to, to bring disruption and destruction and all those things in, amen. But see, like I said, later on when he got into the house and his disciples asked him to break this down about the sower, back to that one, amen, the sower. Let's look at verse 37, and he said, and he answered and said unto them, he that soweth good seed is the son of man. God does good things, Right? The son of man. The field is the world. I told you he's talking about more than crops. The field is the world. The good seed of the children of the kingdom. But the tares are the children of the wicked one. Ah. Wow. Let me, let me read on. It speaks for itself very well. The enemy that sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. The reapers are the angels, as therefore the tares are gathered and, gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. So he's breaking it down to a very, very good. And the, the Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them that do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire, and they, I mean, there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Told you he was talking about the kingdom, end times, how we going to get there, all those things that, that line us up, amen, to to be able to rule and to reign with him. Amen. We got anybody who wants to rule and reign with Jesus in, in, in his new kingdom? Amen. It's, it's coming. Amen. So we, we look at this parable, amen, and he, he's very clear when he breaks it down because he's sitting in the house apart with his disciples, amen, because remember he said it's given to you know, to know the mysteries of the kingdom. He wants us to understand. He wants us to grab hold of this and to know what's what. Amen. But then he didn't stop there. He continued on. We go back to the verse 31. He said, and another parable for, he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like, there it is again, to a grain of mustard seed, Amen. which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. I mean, anybody ever seen a mustard seed? In How small they are, tiny they are. He says the least. Amen. But what did he say? But when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs and becometh a tree so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. So he said that mustard seed is so small. And, and what he's letting them know is the kingdom is starting off small. But when it begins to grow, it's going to be the greatest of all kingdoms. 
Amen. And, and those that are, are able will, will be able to abide in that kingdom like the birds of the air abiding in this tree and finding shelter, amen, and safety and, and nourishment and all those things that are going to be coming from that kingdom, amen, that started off so small you could barely see it. He says it's going to grow. And that's what he's talking about, that, that parable of the mustard seed. And then verse 33, he continues, another parable spake he unto them, the kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven. Any bakers in here? Okay, we got, we got a few, amen. That, I'm, I'm talking about scratch bakers. I'm not talking about Jiffy Mix. <laughs> All right, Krista. Well, I'm not talking about Jiffy Mix, you know, them, them, them prepackaged cakes, just add water. I'm talking about bakers, you know, I mean, you're going to make some nice yeast rolls or, you know, those things that, that it takes time to mix it and put in that yeast, amen, or, or that leaven and allow it, that bread to sit and to rise. Don't they, they just come out so nice and soft and tasty, and especially if you bathe it with butter. And then you put it in, oh my goodness, I know I'm making y'all hungry. <laughs> but, you know, because we was in, 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 for Thanksgiving, we was, you know, in Kansas with Linda's sister, and she makes those yeast rolls. And she was showing, you know, the wife how to make them, amen. And, those, and I'm not a bread person. Most of y'all know I'm not a bread, but those rolls. <laughs> them, oh, them yeast rolls, oh my goodness. I had some of them. Amen. So, so he's talking about the leaven which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till the whole was leavened. And see, the thing about leaven, or, or what we call yeast, it only takes a, just a smidget, just a little bit. Amen. And in this one, he's letting us know, amen, just a little bit of the kingdom is here now. But give it time. It's going to rise like that bread rises. It's going it's gonna, to it's gonna affect everything around it. It's going to make a difference, amen. And that's what he, he's letting them know, amen. Still talking about the kingdom. He's letting them know this is how the kingdom, it looks like. It looks small, but you hold on. You may feel like you're missing out now, but hold on. You may feel like the, the people in the world are so far ahead of me, but just tell someone next to you, just hold on. Just hold on. It's going to rise. We're going to rise. Our day is coming. Amen. Child of God, your day is coming. Just hold on. Amen. Stay in God's will. Let me say that again. Stay in God's will. It may seem tough sometimes, but that's all right. Hold on. Your rising is coming. If you just hold on, amen. If you just, just believe what Jesus keeps telling over and over again. In verse 45, amen. No, no, 44, he, he, he does it again. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to treasure hid in the field. That when a man hath found, he hideth. And for the joy thereof, now hear, what he, hear, hear this one. I like this one. He said, for the joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath and buyeth the field. You know what that reminds me of? The rich young ruler, amen, that came to Jesus and said, what good thing must I do? And Jesus gave him a list of things. He said, I've done all those things from my youth up. What else do I need to do? And Jesus told him to go and to sell all that you have and give to the poor and come and follow me. And the scripture said that he went away sad. Because he had great possessions. He went away. He, he couldn't fathom it. But this man here, he found the treasure. He found the word of God. He found the kingdom. And, and, and look at this. He was willing to give up everything else. Everything that the world had to offer. Everything that he had attained. Amen. That, that we're, we're defined usually by what we have. Amen. But he was willing to give up all that stuff. And take it and invest. Look what he said. He sold all and buyeth the field. In other words, he, he invested it all in what he, where he found the treasure at. You know, and, and the script word tells us that, you know, we, we can't serve God and man. Right? 
Because either you love the one and hate the other, right? You, 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 you know, you hold to the one and, you know, you despise the other. But this man gave it all. Sold it all. What are you willing to give up and invest in the kingdom? Amen. So that when the time comes, you can rise with the rest of us. I'm going. How about you? Huh? I, I, I'm going. But, but he sold everything because he found the treasure. That hidden treasure. Amen. He said, you know what? This is worth more than everything that I have. And I'm willing to give everything that I have to invest in this. Come on now. Then the next, the very next verse, I mean, he hits it again. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls. Now, you know, pearls are not easy to find. Amen. Now, I know nowadays they have, they have what they call synthetic pearls, you know, and, and, and they have, you know, pearl farms where they, they, they implant the grain of seed or salt, I mean, uh, sand, you know, into the shell and allow that clam to be irritated. See, a pearl is the result of irritation. A pearl, as beautiful as it is, is the result of uncomfortability. Hello. See, so, so in order for that pearl to be made, it has to irritate that clam. So that clam begins to cover it and cover it and keep covering it to make it smooth so it's not so irritating. And the more he covers it, the bigger it, the bigger it gets. And then when the fisherman finds it, it's like, wow, that's beautiful. But he don't know what that clam been through. Right? He don't know what that clam, but, but it came out of irritation. What am I saying? This pearl, he, you know, he's looking for goodly pearls. You see, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Wow. Again, just like the man that found the treasure in the field, amen, he saw that one thing. That one thing. Say that with me, that one thing. More valuable to him than anything else. So I, I had you do that because I want you to think, what one thing is the most valuable to you? What one thing are you willing to give up everything else for to hold on to that one thing? I can tell you what it is for me. It's the kingdom of God. Amen. It's living for him. Giving my all to him. Now, I don't know what your answer might be. I would hope but if we're not I pray you get on the same page with me and this man right here amen because I'm willing to let it all go huh? ain't nothing and nobody more important to me than my relationship with God let me say that again ain't nothing ain't nobody more important to me than my relationship with God I let it, you know, years ago, I, I, was, I make the statement and I still make it today. If don't nobody want to go, I'm going. Right? Because why? I'm like this man. I, I wouldn't let it all go. Hey, man, it's just stuff. Right? And when I read over in, the, in, in later on in, in, in Revelation, it says that all this stuff is going to be burnt up. So we chasing stuff that won't last and we letting go of the thing that will last forever. What kind of sense? The, the cares of the world, amen, and the deceitfulness of riches choked it out of them. Hey, I'm trying to help somebody today. Amen. Then we look at verse number 43. 47. And he said it again. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathereth all, I mean, every kind. Wow. I like that one too. Because he's talking about the casting of the net. Amen. And, when, and, and that's what the Lord is doing. He's casting his word out amongst us. Amen. To catch whosoever will, let them come. Whosoever will, while the opportunity is still there, while the dispensation of the Gentiles is still open, 
He said, whosoever will, let them come. Don't, don't try to get out the net. You know, we know most fish don't want to get caught. Right? And you can't clean them till you catch them. Amen. But he cast the net, amen, for it, and, and the gathering of every kind. In other words, God is no respecter of persons. Amen. He wants each and every one of us, amen, to grab hold, amen. And in verse 48 says, which when it was full, they drew to the shore and sat down and gathered the, the good into the vessel, but cast the bad away. There's that separating again. Hello. You know, so, so, so shall it be at the end of the world. The angels shall, shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just and ca shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. There it is again. See, we don't have to worry about sorting people out. He's catching them all in the net. And like he said, with the, with the tares, amen, let them grow together. And when the time comes, notice he didn't say, I want you to do the separating. We read it twice already where he said the angels. He's going to send forth his angels and they're going to do the separating. So it's all good, right? Because you might think that so-and-so ain't worth it. Amen. And while you judging them, you don't know them like they know him. You don't know them like God know them. But God know your judgmental heart. And while you judging them, you might find yourself getting snatched out the net. Hello. You might find yourself, amen, getting close to some heat. So don't judge them. Let them grow. Tell somebody next to you, let them grow. And I say this while you grow. Mm-hmm. That's right, while I grow. Because you don't know what God is doing in that other person's heart, mind, and soul. Amen. You don't know, amen, the struggle that they're going through, the course that he has defined for them. He said, I know not you. I know my thoughts concerning you. What did he tell one of the disciples one time when he was asking about, well, what about John? He said, what is that to you? In other words, ain't none of your business. You just follow me. And that's the place that we got to get to. Stop worrying about who else, who else and who ain't doing this and who ain't doing that and where they're going, what they're doing. Leave them alone. That's God's property. And he will do with it what he will. Amen. And I guarantee you, he's going to give each and every one of us the opportunity to turn it around. Amen. And that's up to you and him. That's between y'all. Amen. But when that opportunity comes, don't let it pass you by. Think about the old song. You say, pass me not. Oh, I got some people in here. Oh, gentle Savior, right? Don't, don't pass me up. Amen. The train stop, get on board. Get on board. Stay there. You might go through some ups and some downs, some hills and some valleys, but that's all right. You see more scenery that way. Hello? Amen. Then we get on down here, amen, to, to verse 52. I'm almost done, amen. Then said unto he unto them, there, therefore, every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man which is in household with bringeth forth out of his treasure things new and old. Wow. The new and old. That, that, that made me think about, you know, when, when y'all ladies get ready to get married. Right? And y'all got that little saying, something what? Y'all mumbling. Something borrowed, something new, something, what? How I go? Y'all help me. I'm not, I'm not in that, that lane. I, it just, that thought came to my mind. But it said, what? Something what? Something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Okay, something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Amen. See, that's a little bit of what?
He said, wishful thinking. I was thinking about something else. <laughs> Keep your rocks in your pocket. That's a little superstition. Amen. <laughs> he said, Pastor, why'd you go there? Y'all me But see, when he's dealing with this, amen, he, he's looking at the, the, the treasure, you know, out of his treasure, things new and old. And, and, and that lines us up, amen, as we look at the next the next parable that he talks about. Watch out, watch out. Amen. And this drops, takes us to Matthew 20, verse 1. Amen. For the kingdom of heaven is likened to a man that had an householder, which went out early in the morning and hired laborers into his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard, and he went out about the third hour and saw another stand, others standing idle in the marketplace and said unto them, Go ye into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right I will give to you. So now these first guys, they're at the beginning of the day. Let's say 8 o'clock in the morning. He put in the work for a penny a day. Anybody here want to work for a penny a day? Like, mm, see, that was some money back then. Amen. You know, it ain't no money right now. Mostly all the step over a penny. Oh, no. Oh, it's in the house. It's in the house. Some of y'all want to say that penny ain't even worth bending over and picking up. Or maybe you're too embarrassed to pick it up. Hey, hey. Do that five times and you got a nickel. Right? Hello. But, but, but he, he said he's going to pay him a, a penny a day. And then the third, three hours later, he sends some more men out, amen, into his vineyard, amen. And he said, whatever's right, I'll give you. And they went their way. And again, went, he went out about the sixth and the ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing idle and said unto them, why stand ye here all day idle? They said unto him, because no man has hired us now, you know, you know, work source. He's going down there finding some labor, day labor, right? You know, so he said, no man has hired us. And he said unto him, go ye also into the vineyard and whatsoever is right, that shall ye receive. So when even was come, the Lord of the vineyard said unto his steward, call the laborers and give them their hire beginning from the least to the first. Now, in other words, I want you to pay the ones that got here last first. And he's doing that for a reason. Right? Now, now, now. And verse number nine, he said, and when, and when came they were hired, that were hired about the 11th hour, they received every man a penny. Now, wait a minute. If we work in a 12-hour day, and them other guys got here at the beginning of the day. And you get at 11 and we get off at 12. And you paying them what you gave me, you promised me 10 hours ago. He said, you know, but when the first came in, they supposed that they would have received more. And they likewise received every man a penny. And when they had received it, they murmured against the goodman of the house, saying, These last have worked but one hour, and thou hast made them equal unto us, which have borne the burden and the heat of the day. We done worked all day long, and you made them just, you paid them just as much as you paid us, the new and the old. The first and the last. He said, you, you, you paying them the same thing you paid us. But he answered one of them and said, friend, I do you thee no wrong. Didst thou not agree with me for a penny? That was our agreement. Now, 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 watch, now watch what he says now. I'm going to go somewhere with this in a minute. But watch what he says. Take that is thine. thine take thine. Thine is, and go thy way. I will give unto the last, even as unto thee. It is not lawful for me to do, I mean, is it not lawful for me to do what is what I will with mine own? Is thine eye evil because I am good? 
You mad because I'm good enough to bless them too? Hello? So the last shall be first, and the first shall be last. In this last statement, for many are called, but few are chosen. See, like I said, when, when, when we looking at this one and said, he or she got to be the last. They, they don't deserve this, that, or the other. God said, I can do what I want with what I want. I can bless them just as much as I bless you. And if I choose to, I can bless them more than I bless you. Because it's mine to give. Amen. And we agreed on the thing. And I kept my agreement. I'm a good man. You know, so he's letting us know. Don't, again, don't judge another man's servant. Don't judge what, what I choose to do with what is mine. Right? Because God is not looking at you like you looking at you. And he's looking at, not looking at other folk like you looking at other folk. Right? He sees in his own way. And he knows exactly what it is that he's doing and where he's trying to get us from. And also where he's trying to get us to. You know, because when it comes down to it, you know, although we look at the nation of Israel and all these years, all these hundreds of years that have passed, that they have not accepted him as Lord and Savior. You know, I was saying last, last, last time, how the Jews practice Judaism. Judaism denies the deity of Christ. It denies and refuses to recognize him as the Messiah. But yet, the time is coming. As we read before in Romans, amen, that he's going to open the door unto them. He's going to move the scales from their eyes, amen. All Israel's going to be saved. And I can just imagine the Gentiles say, you blessing them, but we've been, we've been serving you for hundreds of years while they rejected them, while they rejected you. They didn't receive you. They didn't. Is it not mine to give? Is it not mine? See, God's way. The scripture lets us know his thoughts are not our thoughts. Amen. We need, we need to grab hold of his thoughts. Amen. You know, I, I like how, how Moses said, you know, teach me thy ways. You know, he, he didn't just want to know his face. He said, teach me thy ways how you do things, how you operate. Amen. And that's what we're, we're working on. We're getting that understanding, knowing and understanding the ways of God so that now we can emulate those ways in our living. We can, we can be able to, to, to be kingdom representatives, amen. And they'll, they'll see a difference in you and in me because of the ways that we live and the ways we respond, the way we love, the way we forgive, the way we bless others. He'll be able to see those things, amen, because why? We're taking on the ways of God, the ways that how his kingdom operates. We don't see things like the natural world sees things. And then this last parable that I'm going to be through, Matthew 22, start at verse 1. He said, Jesus answered and said unto them again by a parable and said, the kingdom of, of heaven is like unto a certain king which made a marriage for his son. Now, this is, this is the, the finale. A wedding, because the church is what? The bride of Christ, right? But he, he, he said he made a marriage for his son, and he sent forth his servants and to call them that were bidden to the wedding, and they would not come. Now, this is speaking about the Jews, again, but in the parable. But we're going to open it up, right? right? He said, but they would not come. Again, he sent forth other servants tell, saying, tell them which are bidden. Behold, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fatling are killed and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. But they made light of it and went their way. One to, whom, to his farm, another to his merchandise. And a remnant took his servants uh, he's talking about what they did to Jesus. Took his servants and, and entreated them spitefully and slew them. Just like they did Jesus. Right? But when the king heard thereof, 
he was wroth, and he sent forth his army and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. <laughs> then he said, said he to his servants, the wedding is ready, but they which were bidden were not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find, bid to the wedding, the Gentiles. The door is open. Amen. So those servants went into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both good, bad, and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests. And when the king came in to see the guest, he saw there a man, now hear what he's saying. He saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. Uh-oh. Didn't have on the wedding garment. Wasn't prepared. Remind me of the ten virgins. You know, you got to be ready. And he come, right? Five were ready, five were wise, five were foolish. They didn't have on, have on the garment. And he said unto him, friend, how came thou in hither not having a wedding garment? Because they had to have certain clothes on. And if, if the person didn't have one, they would be supplied. Amen. But he got in without a wedding garment. And he was speechless. Then said the king to his servants, bind him hand and foot and cast him away and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. He, again, he's talking about the end times in these things. Amen. As many, for many are called, but what? Few are chosen. We want to operate in the kingdom. We want to be called and chosen. Right? We want to be in that place that God wants us to be. So when we look at these things, when we look and read through different things in Scripture, henceforth, amen, I pray that we, our eyes and our spirit, man, is open to see what he's saying about the kingdom. That's, that was Jesus' number one topic of conversation. In just about every setting, he's trying to get us to see this is the future. This is my master plan. This is where I want you to go. This is what I want you to be ready for. It was, it was his whole conversation. And I don't want us to miss it. And if that was his conversation, what do you think our conversation should be like? Girl, they had a sale at Macy's. Man, I got a good computer. Now, see, we can talk about a lot of things. But how much of our conversation it's about Jesus. It's about the kingdom. It's about being like Jesus and, and, and having a heart to want to see whosoever he brings across our path. Amen. We could talk about business. We can talk about cars. We can talk about sports. The whole world was a buzz about sports last weekend, right? Huh? Now, just pause for a minute. If, if, if that many people were talking about Jesus... What do you think the condition of this nation would be? Huh? But see, that, that's, that's we, we, we're, we're losing that conversation. But don't let that be us. Take, take notes from Jesus and make sure he's a part of your conversation. Make sure, amen, that, that you're sharing the good news of the kingdom of God. That's the gospel. The good news of, of God's government. That's the gospel. What God has in store and has in plan for each and every one of us, if we would just grab hold of this, realizing that this life is short, this life is fleeting, this life, amen, is a preparation for what's to come. But you don't want to fail this test. Amen? Let's stand. We want to grab hold of everything that he has for us and walk in it, exemplify it. Let it change how we think. Let it change how we respond. Let it change our lives. Because this is greater. Remember, it's a great treasure. It's a great pearl. Remember that, that it's better to let go of everything else and grab hold of this. Because he tells us in his word in Matthew 6, 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, kingdom again, 
and all these things shall be added to you. Don't put the things first, put the kingdom first. And all these things will be added unto you. You know, and the things that God brings, the gifts come without sorrow. Right? They're blessing because he wants us to be blessed. Amen. So if we, anybody here today that hasn't given their life to the Lord, I want to invite you to come. Make that step. Make that decision. Make that commitment to, to, to be a part of what God has in store for each and every one of us. You can recommit yourself to him. Whatever it takes, because the door is still open. We're still in that dispensation for you and I, the Gentiles, to be saved, to come in. Hallelujah. Whosoever will, let him come. Let them go. And finally, amen, if you're anyone here that doesn't have a church home and you want to be a part of living faith, a member of living faith, I invite you to come so we receive you. Amen, so that we can continue to grow together and be who God is calling us to be so that we can make a difference wherever we go. We can make a difference in this community. We can make a difference on our jobs, in our business. We can make a difference in our neighborhood. That's what he's calling for. In our families, make a difference. Be about the kingdom. Be about the kingdom. Amen. And let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We magnify you right now, Lord, for your goodness and your grace, Lord, for, for, for including us in, Lord, giving us the opportunity, Lord, to be a part of what it is that you're doing in the earth, Lord, so that we can be a part of what you want to do throughout eternity. We thank you, Lord, for, for this opportunity. We don't take lightly, Lord, but we recognize, Lord, that, that it's, it's something that we need to take seriously. We need to put some stock in your words. Because we didn't create ourselves, God. You did. When we look at the world around us, down to the single blade of grass, that's your handiwork. That's your doing, God. Man can't duplicate it. It's what you did. And Lord, and you're calling us to, to grab hold of your promises that we might be able to spend the rest of our existence with you, God. So we ask you right now, Lord, to stir the hearts and the minds, Lord, of every hearer. Lord, help us to evaluate every decision, every choice, Lord, even those things that we yet choose to do that we know are not according to your will, Lord, help us to turn from those things, Lord. That we would not be a terrible, Lord, but that we would be with the wheat. That we wouldn't give in to the, 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 the pull of this world, God, and the, the deceitfulness of riches, God, and the, the lust of our flesh, God, and the desires of this, this, this world, Lord. But, Lord, we would turn our hearts completely over to you. Because you, Lord, you said you would never leave us or forsake us, Lord, that, that you would be our ever-present help in the times of trouble. Lord, and when my flesh is acting up, that's a time of trouble. When my desires are overriding your word and your will, that's a time of trouble. And you said you would be an ever-present help in the time of trouble. If I would just call on your name, help, Lord Jesus, have your way. We ask you right now, Lord, I pray, God, to pray, pray, pray that your word, God, would penetrate through every resistance and feed the spirit man, God, to strengthen the spirit man, that he might rise. Lord, that he might rise, Lord, that we may fulfill your plan and your will. You, you know the thoughts and the plans that you have for us, God, plans of good and not evil, plans for an expected end, God. It's not your expectation that we would be lost. It's not your will, God, that we would miss out. So I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that your word would have its way. Let it break through and bring forth fruit in the hearer and the hearer. Lord, that it bring forth belief. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Thank you for your time and attention. I turn it over to Elder Willie to close us out.